Futurist Live, American Telemedicine Association 2016. The Care Innovations booth, we've had some incredible innovators here, and uh, we're in booth 1506. And Randy Moore, we have the latest in the greatest, maybe the greatest, uh, I innovators. Wouldn't go wouldn't go I mean, I've been following what Mercy Virtual Care has been doing, virtual health, virtual life, has been doing for the last uh, three or four years since I was hanging out in St. Louis with Ascension. And uh, can you give us the latest update on uh, all your accomplishments? And is your building operational? Good stuff happening. A lot of fun stuff. A lot of people coming through. Uh, but, but really, the common theme that's been going on for 10 years is uh, what can we do to change the care of the patient? So one of the cool things we did in the last year, just to show what's possible, is we took people, uh, and I'll go back to the person I just talked about, Naomi. She's an 87-year-old woman. And uh, she had, I think, 20 plus active conditions, two primary wow. cancers, taking 26 medications, seeing lots of doctors, everything we could throw at her. And on the positive side, you know, she had 13 hospitalizations, any one of which she could have died from. And we turned around and got her back home. And she always got back to her home, which is important. Uh, but we came with this new program. And we said, you know, common sense wise, saying, what do we do in a hospital? So we take Naomi, you know, she had some procedures, but for the most part, she came in really sick. And a interdisciplinary team started taking care of her. Typically, five days later, without doing a procedure on her, we sent her back home. Only to have the cycle repeat itself again. And that's a lot of the healthcare. So Naomi was a person who falls in the top 1%. Those people use 25% of the whole dollar. Right. And we said, wow, if, if we didn't have a bimodal healthcare system, when I say bimodal, inside the hospital, we can do incredible things. Right. Right? Total continuum, 24-7. Virtual... And this underlines what we're doing in virtual innovation overall. Virtual allows us to do 24-7, 365, customized to the need of the individual person. The 365 is virtual technology can create a connection just like in the hospital, wherever the person is. And with all the advances being made over you know, our 10-year journey and what's going on around here, all the innovation, is if you don't, in the future, if you don't need an operation, you don't need the intensity from a trauma or something else, I do believe we're finally get, going to get to what I thought when I was a young med student, that the hospitals of the future will be, you know, University of X intensive care and surgery. And mostly surgery is going to be, you know, done outside of there. And today with most of our patients, most of our missions in the country are happening for people with exacerbations of chronic disease. We'll see each, each and every one of those as a system failure and we'll figure out how to eliminate those. And that's the real mission of virtual the virtual health initiative. The, yeah, the real mission of what we're doing virtually is to take incredible care capabilities from inside of our system and unleash the power of those clinical teams. Don't make people come to us. How do we proactively come to other people, that the patients we're serving? So if we can get the, to people uh, hours to a couple days earlier, give you an example, heart failure, you know, number one cause of hospitalization, right, in the country. Million plus hospitalizations out of 35 million are from heart failure. What percentage of those are preventable? What percent? People say 100% of those are preventable. Now, I, I, that seems, that's crazy. So I, I got a, a, one of my neighbors here in Minneapolis is a cardiologist, and all he does is heart failure. And I said, hey, if we put one of these really severe heart failure patients in the extra bedroom of your home, how often would they be hospitalized? That's amazing. Never. 
Never. He said, but I only got one extra bedroom. But what virtual care does is basically bring the hospital to the patient, brings a doctor to the patient. And the doctor doesn't need to be doing this every day. Technology, processes, people, a whole community care continuum means those people, if we spot their initial deterioration on a Wednesday, they don't show up to the emergency department on Friday. On Friday, they need a one-week hospitalization, intubated, all the resources of intensive care to get them back, rescue them from death. On Wednesday, they might have needed a little extra diuretic, a little rest, and let me check you again in three hours. Boom, we reversed it because we didn't let it progress for the next 48 hours. So our system today, that, that's how we take that person right. in the hospital and get them out five days later, right? So what if we go backwards hours to days and say, let's not let you get to the hospital? So then our teams also, would we really have shortages of, of physicians? We're saying we're going to have all kinds of primary care shortages. Well, if we got to spend, you know, 96 hours in a hospital getting a person better versus 20 minutes two days ago, that frees up a lot of personnel time. Right. Same thing with nurses. So that's the way we look at it. How do we unleash the power, change efficiency, effectiveness, et cetera. Efficiency, effectiveness in the right contract will also create value for everybody. So, so you have a huge commitment from your system. And uh, Chesterfield, Missouri, you've mm-hmm. built a facility that is unmatched by any other health system that I can tell. Can you describe that facility that allows you to do this virtual life and health support extension yeah. to wherever anybody is? Well, I'll use, I'll use somebody else describing it. Dr. Jim Malt, who's now chief medical officer at uh, Qualcomm, <clears throat> used to be at Microsoft. And one of the ways he describes it, he, likes, he loves to show our slides right. of it and say, look at this, and he's cross-section of the floor and everything, footprint, he says, what's missing in this hospital? He said, you know, here's another hospital going up. He says, what's missing? So there are no patient beds. And so in a way, people are describing as a hospital, but with no patient beds. But if you think about what we just talked about, we have the teams, right? We have the support. We have IT. We have infrastructure. We have monitor. We have all the care processes. That we're saying we're taking that through technology into people's daily lives. So if you walk in the building, we got 120,000 square foot plus building. First floor is education, support, everything else. Second floor is operational workspace. We've got 160 different, the most high tech, complete stations wow. you'd see. You know, six 27-inch screens per person, two big computer units feeding each one of those. Pipes, you know, for data on that coming in like you can't imagine. But, and, and most of these people don't do just virtual care, our clinicians. Most of them do a combination of continued bedside and virtual. Because it also gives them the appreciation of what's, you know, what can I put in virtually and what needs to done, be done bedside. You know, and it's another one of our biases. So that building really houses people for care and for innovation. Innovation comes not from virtual alone. But how do we work with people who take care of patients today? How do we fill gaps? How do we extend the continuum? How do we extend it backwards? How do we extend it forwards? We believe as we advance, for instance, that if you have a chronic disease and you're hospitalized, once we get, we're not to the system failure yet, but you're hospitalized and send you home, what should your readmission rate be? You know, people are looking for, can I get down right. to from 17 to 15, 15 to 14? We're looking at saying, how do we get to saying zero? Wow. If you're off zero, you're failing. That's great. Right? So there's three categories. So there's return on quality, return on cost reduction, because you probably have, I don't know what percent of your systems have risk lives, and then you have return on investment. And you're tracking all those with your programs you're operating? Everything we look at has to begin and end with how do we change the life of somebody we're serving. Okay. All right. That's a mission of the organization. The Sisters of Mercy brought it in. And a cool part about how 
virtual works inside of our system from a long-term history is our sisters were known as walking sisters. When they became nuns back 188 years ago, they said, we will not be cloistered. We will not live in a convent. They went out to people to find need ahead of time. So it was just ingrained in our system. Makes sense that with virtual, we go out and let's suppose the people get sick enough to come to us. All right, so first, again, clinical. Second is, how does it operationally fit within our system? And how do we show we can take care of more people better, more efficiently and effectively? Again, my example. Right. 20-minute intervention today versus a five-day hospitalization two days from now. Right? And you, can, and you can move that into very sophisticated business models. Third, you talk about the cost side. Cost also has to convert into cash flow for all the aligned uh, collaborators in a solution, right? If, if we pre- create $100 million of value, with $100 million of value is realized by some other group halfway around the country or world, and we spent $50 million to create $100 million, if we don't get any of that, right. we're out $150 million. You know, uh, so, or, or, or out whatever, our $50 million. <laughs> But the rea- So what we're trying to do is align all the stakeholders going back to outcomes. Dramatically improved outcomes for segmented groups of people by filling gaps in care that exist today. Doing it earlier, more completely, more continuously. With that, converting into improved outcome, lower cost, including near-term cost, right? not just five years from now, higher operating capacity, improve our access. So we also know that we have to, with this, and we will, we are, saying, how can we see not just 5% or 10% more people? How with our given system can we see 100% more people? Well, somebody said, well, that's impossible until you rethink radically, right? So more people, more throughput, and then back to making it work financially. There's no doubt we can create value just across the board with most things we can do with virtual care. But what we have to do is figure out how to do it in a way that makes a difference. People can say, I can move that into a model today. Most of what we'll do with virtual care will keep people better, dramatically reduce utilization of services, which in a fee-for-service environment means a whole lot less billing. So we are also looking at how do we realign our contracts, how do we get to where we're creating a defined significant set of value and that can align this, all the stakeholders from the person purchasing care, mostly person person receiving the care, but all the way to us as a system so that we can grow. Randy, this is great. You're leading the way. You're an example for health systems across the country. Thank you for joining us here at American Telemedicine 2016. And we could talk for another 20, 30 minutes because you've got the system, the solution, the attitude, the strategy, the support of your organization, and the results. Thank you, Randy. Thank you very much.
with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.